1: This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
2: I'm mad as hell today. And I'm not going to take it. No, 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 I don't have that kind of action or drama in my life right now. Just thought I'd fool you. Start out of the gate with a little bit of tomfoolery. No, 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 there's not that much drama in me life. There's drama in me life, but not that kind. Oh, it's the type of the woman kind, but you're not here to hear that. You're here for me to deliver to expectations and talk about money today. 800-345-5639, it's a call-in show. It's a show dedicated to you to get to retirement. That's the, the main thesi of this show. So anything you have on your mind that ties to that, let me know. Anything. It could be how to fund a college uh, fund. It can be how to start saving. I got an email yesterday from somebody who was 55 plus and has saved not one dime in their life. And, like, when did it occur to them to to say, now's a good time? I'm disappointed in this person. How can you wait 30 plus years of your life to say I've never saved. And now I think it's a good time. That person's going to retire poor. That person's going to retire and live in their, their senior years in poverty or below the poverty line. There's no way around it. If you haven't saved, I mean social security puts you well below the poverty line, well below the poverty line. I would say in California it puts you about $40,000 per year below the poverty line negative. So Poverty line, I think, is somewhere probably around forty, forty-five thousand dollars a year for most states, as far as being able to pay your bills and pay your medical expenses. A lot of people think Medicaid and Medical and Medicare is free. It's not. You pay for that. And typically it averages ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year. So it's expensive. And if you're getting twenty thousand dollars a year in Social Security, you're left with five thousand left it's over. So you have to have something on the side. You have to. Let's talk about the stock market because the stock market is the thing that gets us to retirement. It's the thing that gets us to that nest egg. It's the the, the, the saving plan that, that helps us. So after disappointing late-day dip yesterday, the market was strong yesterday, the one story China revaluing their currency, then we got a little bit of a late-day dip. Traders are hoping stocks are going to bounce back into positive territory. Ding, 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 ding. ding. It's me opening bell. Don't steal me lucky charms. And I needs me my opening bell so I can tell you that the Dow's down one. I know. that's a, I go a long way just to tell you the Dow's down one. Nasdaq's up 10 and the S&P 500 down one. So not much doing there. The Wan rally yesterday, and I put up a nice little article at talk910.com on what China revaluing or opening up their currency to let the public determine the value of it uh, with buys and sells, what that means to you and me. I put it up at Talk910.com, you have to hit the the shiny Rob Blackface, it's the Rob Blackface with no facial hair, it's it's all nice and clean and spiffy, I've combed my hair for the photographer, and uh, that's at Talk910.com, and I put up a nice little blog on it yesterday, so if you want to see what the wand means, i.e. how can you make money off of it, I posted it there. Now today, we're no longer thinking about the wand, today we're thinking about the housing market, believe it or not. Another day, another dollar. We just put stuff behind us. Those in the market for a house. Not exactly acting as quickly as people thought, Fox's Connell McShane explains.
3: Disappointing report on home sales. Sales of previously occupied homes were forecast to be up in May, but instead they were down by 2.2%. Most economists thought this number would be stronger because they assumed that buyers would want to get in under the wire on the government's expiring tax credit. That $8,000 credit did help to boost the April numbers, which were revised higher. Connell McShane, Fox News Radio. Connell McShane, don't steal me
2: lucky charms. He's got to be Irish with a name like Connell McShane, right? He just told us about the housing market. And what did he tell us? It ain't good. For those of you who are smoking a lot of weed and thinking the housing market's going to roar back and suddenly your crappy little $400,000 homes will be worth a million dollars. You're delusional. For those of you who bought a house in the last 5 years and think that it's going to roar and that you're selling and be taking money out in retirement and living on the pig, you are delusional. You got to stop thinking like that. The housing bubble, it's over. Just like the stock market .com bubble is over. Just like the tulip mania that swept through Europe. It's over. I'd say America's love fascination with the movie series Twilight's probably over as well. I'm not quite sure I understand that. Teenage vampires, eh, I don't quite get it. I think that fad should be over, but I'm not ready to pronounce it over like I'm, I'm announcing the housing. Housing is tied towards wages. And wages aren't going to get to a competitive level, i.e. inflation, for a long, long, long time. It's going to be a while, ladies and gents. So if you got a job right now, best to go brown-nose your boss. Watch me brown-nose my boss. Hey, guys, I'm going to quit if you don't give me a new time slot. Oops, that's not brown-nosing a boss. That's called threatening a boss. Bad rob, bad rob. Internal editor on. Hey, Ricky, how are those Yankees doing? Yeah, they're in first place. Congratulations. That's brown-nosing a boss. That's what you need to do. Anyway, let's change topics to the federal budget. House Majority Leader Stinny Hoyer. I didn't know Stinney Hoyer was the House Majority Leader. With a name like Stinney, how did he get that job? He's talking yesterday about the need for Congress to work together to cut spending and reduce the deficit. He announced that a resolution was being written that will support the goals of President Obama's bipartisan fiscal commission, and a budget would not be passed until the commission's proposal was voted on.
0: It isn't possible to debate and pass a realistic long-term budget until we've considered the bipartisan commission's deficit reduction plan. Which is expected in December. I believe that Congress must take up and vote on that plan. Now, you know what he's basically
2: saying is we're spending too much freaking fragging money. As a nation, we're spending more than what we're collecting. Now, elsewhere out there, we know that Spain's cutting back what they're spending. They're collecting less, so they're spending less. We know Italy's doing the same thing. We know France has recently bumped up the retirement age. What do you think about that? Bumping up the retirement age. Britain today. Britain. The place with bad food and bad teeth. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's cliche, but it's true. Have you ever been to Britain? Lots of bad teeth and lots and lots of bad restaurants. All the food there just seems blandish at best. So Britain's top treasury official today, he announced some emergency budget issues. And he says it's tough. But it's fair George Osborne he's he told Parliament today that promising the budgetary measures would protect the least advantaged this is an unavoidable budget and I'm not going to hide hard choices from the British people so basically he says the crisis in the euro says that unless we deal with our debts there will be no growth so unlike the United States that we have no growth so what do we do Spin like Duncan sailor that's what we do. President Obama gets into office and he sees unemployment starting to climb. President Obama gets his office and he sees that people aren't buying buying goodies and, and the housing market's starting to collapse. And what's he doing? He says, "Let's spend like a drunken sailor." But elsewhere in the world, they're cutting their budget spending. So Britain's welfare costs have ridden their welfare costs have ridden have risen in the last ten years to 192 billion pounds per year from 132 billion. That's about 284 billion dollars. Now, that's an increase of 45%. Now, Mr. Osborne announced a 3-year freeze on benefits received for parents raising children. Can you imagine if they said that in the United States? A 3-year freeze on benefits received for parents raising children, limits on subsidies for public housing, and a new way of screening people receiving benefits for disabilities. I work in the financial world and the financial world and I this is going to piss off some people. I see a lot of people who are collecting Social Security disability who have the ability to work, and they just choose not to because it's a check. Now, they actually choose to, let's retard our financial position in life and take this easy money versus going out there and working 40 hours a a week and and making more. So Mr. Osborne said his priority had been to make sure that the measures are fair. He said, overall, everyone's paying something. He promised help for low-income families and for retirees living on state pensions. You know what else he did? He did. He raised the retirement age to 66 in Britain. Can you imagine if that were to happen in the United States, if we were to raise the retirement age two years? People would poo their pants. People would throw their poo at the government. People would be angry. And we would play prices Right sound effects to express our anger. We're so angry, we're going to play prices Right sound effects. That's how angry we would be if they raised their, their retirement age. Now, we saw France do it last week. This week, we see Britain do it. It's the smartest thing out there. Why? Because the the, the older you make it before people get the handout, the freebie. Now, again, old people are like, oh, it's not a freebie. I worked my whole life. I put money into that system. Raw, 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 raw. The older you make it, more likely they, they die and never get that, that handout. So I, it's going to happen in the United States sooner than later. Now, again, we're not ready for this. We're not mentally prepared for this. Europe's doing it and I love Europe for it. I blow kisses at Europe. <sniffs> blow kisses to Europe. I think they're doing the right thing. What do you think? What do you think America's gonna do when they raise social security requirements? What do you think they're gonna do? what do you think we're gonna do? You think we're we're ready for that? What do you think we're gonna do when we start limiting welfare for people with children? Start limiting welfare for people who have more children, start limiting welfare for immigration, start limiting welfare for You know, school subsidy programs. It's interesting, eh? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Don't be shy. I'm going to be angry at you if you're shy today. 800-345-5639. Don't make me angry and don't steal me pot of gold. Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. 800-345-5639
2: 800 345 5639, calls on the air. It's 800 345 5639, calls on the air. Anything you want to financially talk about, anything. Um, for instance, I've recently invented a new word. It's called a husband. That's when you marry one of your cousins and they become your husband. A husband. Is it a wise thing to do? Financially, it makes sense. We could talk about you marrying your husband. Or are you having a husband? I don't quite know how to use the term yet, but I've invented it. It's mine. Don't steal it from me. Let's go to Jesse in San Francisco. Jesse.
4: Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Doing well. Yeah, I just listened to you. I just woke up and I turned on the radio and it's already 10-11. And um, I heard you talking about the raising the retirement age to 66. I'm fearful of that because uh, I work in a very, very tough environment where I'm always doing labor all the time physical labor, and uh, I don't think I can make it that far. And uh, I'd like to retire at 60, but uh, if, that's, if they're going to raise the retirement age that high, don't we have to change our investment philosophy or techniques to be able to get that the right amount of money to get to that certain uh, point? I'm scared because I'm worried every day about... I'm gonna, they're going to raise the retirement age higher. I, I, I'm just not ready for that because I'm going to. probably going to die because uh, the, the physical labor I'm going through right now. I'm just going. God, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I just can't continue to do this because uh, since the economic downturn, they're not hiring more people. We're not getting extra help, and it, I'm just wondering, what, what can I do? Uh, what, what kind of, money, how much money should I have right now accumulated before I retire? I'm 53. I've called you up a couple of times, but sure. I have expressed you know how worried I am about my retirement jesse my you're fifty
2: three wait 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 you're fifty three and you're just waking up at ten yeah, I'm t- too tired that's you got an issue yes, you need to be at work right now you're fifty three why aren't you at work?
4: oh no, I've got the day off today
2: okay, okay Well, I, then I forgive you, but how much have you saved
4: Jesse uh two hundred to two hundred seventy nine about three hundred thousand.
2: Okay, that's not bad.
4: So I'm you're... worried because it, they, they're always saying that you need a million dollars to retire on, it, especially in the city.
2: Yeah, and you're not going to retire in the city on. You're you're aiming for about roughly six hundred thousand by the time you retire at age sixty. Right. Do you have any pensions or anything sexy coming on, down the road?
4: Four hundred one k that I just started. I, I've started a lot of these uh, retirement uh, programs late because um, I don't know. I just started it late.
2: Okay, so you have yourself to blame, but let's yeah. get over that. Let's move on. Um, realistically, you're not going to be able to retire in the city. You know that, right? Well,
4: I was always born and raised in this city, so I don't
2: know. Time to think about moving, my friend, um, because with a million dollars, you're looking at maybe paying yourself $40,000 a year with $600,000. You're looking at maybe twenty-five thousand a year. Social Security is going to be about twenty, so that's about forty-five thousand dollars a year. You take out about ten thousand for Medicare, Medicaid, MediCal payments, and you take out, let's say, another five thousand for taxes. So that gets you down to about thirty thousand a year, which let's just say two thousand a month. Because don't forget, everything you spend in the city of San Francisco gets taxed nine and a half percent. Right. So, can you live off you know two thousand a month? No. So you're looking at moving. Be realistic. Sober up and start thinking about that and start thinking about some areas that you may want to move to. Um, and that's with Social Security. And, again, you're you, you're like, hey, I don't want the, the age pushed up because I've worked so hard that I may not be able to, to get there myself. Yesterday I talked about some areas that you can move to that are incredibly cheap. Another place I, I found on a list that you can move to is Calatieri, Italy. It's uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit in winter. It's 90 degrees in the summer months. It's close to the water, so it's southern Italy. It's on the Mediterranean. It's about 80 miles to Naples. Uh, the town is in southern Italy. It offers scenic vistas. It, as a retiree with residency visa, you can gain access to the country's national health care system. I mean, there's place you're going to have alternatives, and you're just going to have to start being honest about it. Or go hang out at the burn clinic and, and find a wealthy widow coming out. Thanks. So, you know, maybe her husband gets burned up in a car, and she gets burned up, and she's got all sorts of cash, and maybe marry, marry that way. Okay, thanks for the call, Jesse. Well, I think I've just depressed Jesse. I don't know. So, it, it, big story today is Britain is raising the retirement age to 66. Now, again, different countries have different retirement ages where you get benefits and when you don't get benefits. You know, for instance, the in Italy, it, well, most countries, it's about 65 is the normal retirement age. So, eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Mike and Marin.
5: Mike. Hey, Rob, I almost hung up on you. I was heading out to the burn clinic to find my rich widow. But uh, to um, regarding that the the raising of the Social Security, I mean, they're going to have to do it. When all this was conceived, what was the life expectancy probably of your average American at least 10 years younger than it is now?
2: And right so, now, Social Security takes up about 20% of our federal budget. It was conceived as an idea in 1935
5: expectancy of your average American then probably 60 and what is it now 74 76 I think it's 10 or 12 so we have to do it I'm your age I frankly have been working the last 20 years for myself would never ever have in the sense that social security is coming my way I've never frankly if I ever get it it's going to charity because I've not built my life around expecting any government handouts, especially Social Security. It's-
2: Mike, do me a favor instead of giving your Social Security charity, give it to me. Okay, well, I take I take toenails, I take other people's Social Security. I'll, I'll put me in your will. There's <laughs> nothing beneath me.
5: You're gonna at least have to take me out for dinner or something before I do that. I'll take Rob. you out to dinner if you give and me I your don't Social Security you that, that way.
2: I will rub your back and your head if you give me your Social Security. So. <laughs>
5: I had another observation for you. Just, just kind of a. I think it's kind no, of. No, wait, 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 wait. Ni- oh, okay,
2: I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, just, I'm helping you now. In 1940, the average age of Americans living it was um, 53? That sounds a little low
5: doesn't surprise me. No, women was, can live 58 past for, to 30 prior to in the 1800s. It was, was a doesn't surprise me at all.
2: 58 for men and 62 for women. So you're right. You now we're up to 74 and 77, I think.
5: So how can we pay for that? I agree. Not well, one, all these folks who've been paying it are now retired, and we don't have enough people backfilling. I don't think the illegal immigrants are going to pay into our system to support everyone. You now we so, can do it, Mike. You now we got issues. Huge.
2: Mike, here's how we do it. We take over Canada.
5: No, I actually think that we should have Mexico be our 51st state. But,
2: Take uh, over Mexico is not a bad idea, but there's more wealth up in Canada. More, well, more, I agree, but they got golden oil. They got,
5: they got, I agree, but Mexico has tons of natural resources and we can solve a lot of our issues by just making them our 51st state. Okay, okay, I'm with you,
2: I'm with you. Another thing we could do, let's see, while well, we're coming up with creative solutions for fixing, we could just kill people when they turn 65. Turn them into crackers.
5: You me like swanning green? think green, enjoyed it, green is people. Not a bad idea. Logan's run. We got to develop a taste for that, actually. Logan's
2: run it. And then, you know, California suddenly becomes wildly wealthy because all those Prop 13 people just instantly die off and we reevaluate their their homes.
5: Well, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that. I think there's like 50 homes for sale in Belvedere, Marin, right now. And there's hardly ever been homes, you know, for sale in Belvedere. Not that many. Interesting. So, yeah, maybe they'll start turning a little bit and we'll get those higher tax rates from the people who are living in a $5 million home and have uh, $90,000 a year household incomes.
2: I love it. I love it. Thanks for the call. 800 345 5639. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 345 5639. Today in England, they've announced that they're pushing up the retirement age to 66 in order to get those benefits. Um, average Americans now live into 74 ish as a man, 77 ish as a woman. So they're trying to shorten the amount of time that you get benefits. It's a way of saving
4: money. It's people. Soylent green is made out of people.
2: I personally love an old person, Pat You just put them in a blender and put them on a cracker. It's lovely. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. Coming up, business of sports. After that, I'm talking stock, stock, stocks, stocks, <music> stocks.
1: Don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1-800-345-5639. On 910 AM, more stimulating talk.
2: So I'm talking a little bit today, talking a little bit today about how Europe seems to be dealing with their fiscal problems by cutting their budgets, cutting programs, cutting welfare, horse course raising taxes. Britain or the... Britain's looking at doing a value-added tax, increasing it from 17.5% to 20%. That pisses people off. But at the same time, they're raising the retirement age a couple of years. At the same time, they're they're cutting some of their welfare programs. So they're hitting the wealthy people, but they're also handing out less. It's Interesting to know. I tend to like that way of solving problems versus the let's just as a government spend more money on more government. First and foremost, we need no more public employees in the United States for like years we got too many friggin' fraggin' public employees. Public employees get a pension that is pretty generous, all things considered. Now, they don't make a lot of money to work in the public, to work at the DMV. You don't make a lot of money, but you get a pension for not working for many, 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 many years. Now, one thing that we're seeing is, you know, for instance, firefighters and cops, they're they're finding their retirement age is being pushed up. you got to put in more years of service to get that pension. So we see it all. But Bobbin, Bobbin, wherever he is, he says... He sends me an email and he goes, Some of the numbers I've looked at with Medicare, the future future libel cost of this program is close to about thirty trillion dollars or approximately more than the GDP of the Western economy. Social Security is a good twenty percent of our, our federal government spending right now. That's a problem. You add in Medicare, Medicaid, Medical and all the various healthcare programs, and it's another twenty percent. So before we even spend a dime on our social programs, we're spending a lot of dimes. On our senior citizens, I, I'm, I'm with it. We've pushed up the retirement age already in the United States many years ago, where the age to get Social Security, you know, it had been 65 for you know unreduced benefits. Now it's gradually increasing to 67 for those who turn 65 in 2008. You get full benefits at 66. So we're pushing up the years that you have to wait to get full benefits. We're gonna have to push up. The lesser benefits. We're going to have to cut the lesser benefits. We're going to have to push up the age for the full benefits. We're going to have to cut the full benefits. We don't have that kind of money. Just a cold, hard fact. We don't have that kind of money. One thing we could do, we could invade Canada. Sure. Another thing we could do is what else could we do? We could have a baby boom. I can go out and have 10 kids because it's going to take 10 kids to take care of one senior citizen. So as far as the income taxes go, 800-345-5639 to get you calls on the air. Let's go to San Jose. Robert.
6: Um, you know, to solve the debt problem in the U.S., why hasn't the government considered some sort of uh, amnesty program for offshore bank accounts to try to get the money back in the U.S.?
2: How would that solve the debt program if you're giving it Amnesty.
6: Well, just to avoid from paying taxes, I mean, that's why people have offshore bank accounts in the first place, is to avoid paying the U.S. taxes. If we just put an amnesty plan on that to bring that money back in the U.S., we'd at least be gleaning some kind of benefit by having that money here, wouldn't we?
2: Mm, I don't know. I'm not that smart. So, I I don't know, Robert. I mean, at times when I don't know, I'm going to say I don't know. But what's your opinion on it? Because clearly you have an opinion. You think it's going to be a big windfall for the United States if we did that?
6: I don't know about a windfall, but at least, I mean, it's, it's bringing the money back. So we'd at least have something on the books in this country, which right now we don't. I mean, there's billions of dollars overseas, especially in China, from tech companies, at least in the West Coast, that don't want to pay California taxes, that just have it overseas sitting there. Oh, no, I, I see what you're it. talking
2: about, corporations, as far as the double taxation that they ultimately get when they do business in euros and they, they cash out of that state or the country and they pay taxes. And then to repatriate to the United States, you, you get taxes again.
6: Exactly, because they're not doing anything with it. It's just sitting over
2: there. It's not like they're not doing anything. It's not like they're not doing anything with Robert. HP has employees in Europe that they pay their employees with euros. They've got buildings in Europe that they own and lease that they pay in euros. So it's still a cost of business. Saying that they're not repatriating the profits, not totally true. And we've done numerous times in the last 10 years, you know, periods of time where we lower the tax rate if they do repatriate. So it's been done before. Um As far as repatriating the profits go. So thanks for the call, Robert. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about. I'm a little riled up today in a good way. Not in a bad way, in a good way. This is just an example, and I'm going to stay on the I'm mad as hell angle for just a second. Um, Today in the newspaper, which newspaper is this? The San Francisco Examiner, I think. I don't know if you could even call this a newspaper, but, yeah, we're going to call it a newspaper. Um, Fast food consumers could be hit with a fee to help the city's cost of cleaning up discarded wrappers and other waste. There's nothing that we won't tax in the United States. We have no shame. We're starting to talk about a soda tax because it makes our kids fat and they become diabetic and they need to go to the doctor. And that costs money and that doctors paying attention to fat kids instead of paying attention to sick people. So we want to tax fast food. We want tax sodas. But now fast food is coming into it because of littering. You know, at one point in time, we, we told the king of England, screw you. We're not paying all your freaking fragging taxes. Taxation without representation. We were pretty angry. Now, the city of San Francisco is talking about fast food consumers could be hit with a fee to help the city's cost of cleaning up discarded wrappers in other ways. The proposal to hoist a fee onto consumers, along with an idea to shed responsibility for tree maintenance, comes as city agencies are struggling to find revenue sources while budgets are being axed. City residents are already facing other fees from Mayor Gavin Newsom. Um, His proposed budget, including levies on cleaning up accident scenes and increased penalties for running a red light. It's almost $500 now to run a red light. The city has adopted its first-time litter fee last year when it put an extra charge on every pack of cigarettes. Now they're thinking about putting an extra charge on every time. People, you buy fast food.
0: Welcome to McDonald's. We got six and fries. We got a pounder. We got apple fries. Just bring self inside. Come in and have a ball. Look at all the pictures. I'm right the wall.
2: At McDonald's.
5: Welcome to McDonald's.
2: Would you like a heartbeat? So what do we do? We figure out, let's just tax it, right? We, we look at fast food and we kind of snobs. And we we go, oh, fast food, littering, oh. The 20-cent fee on cigarette packs are going to generate about $2.5 million this year. Now, the litter fee and other cost-saving ideas are being examined in case the need to implement mid-year cuts on the upcoming fiscal budget. The city of San Francisco is facing a $400 million deficit for the fiscal year. Now, the committee is reviewing public works budgets as part of that, and uh, we're looking at taxing fast food. I get it. I get it. So it's just to me. At what point do you stop? At what point do you say this is ludicrous? At what point do you say this is the craziest thing I've ever like, for instance, we have a a plan in the city of San Francisco where there's trees. Now there's street trees. There's, you know, Department of, of Public Works has to maintain those trees. There's 104,000 trees in San Francisco's public rights away, which are not on streets and medians. There's 40,000 street tree public works departments and is responsible for basically going on and cleaning them. I get cutting tree programs. I get it. At some point in time, you must have to say, hey, there's a tree in front of your house. Go water it. Tell other people to do it. I don't know. Um, I get it. I get it. But taxing fast food. I don't know. What else can we do? What else can we do? Tax—I I mean, tax sex. Like, let's tax. Let's tax condoms because they're stopping people from making a taxpayer. So we're preventing a future taxpayer. So let's tax the condom. I mean, the, honestly, that's almost where we're at at this point in time. It's going to Josh on the Bay Bridge. Josh, how are you? How's the Bay Bridge?
3: Uh, you know, it's moving now. I can't complain now.
2: Okay. Do, do you like the new Golden State Warriors uh, logo, which is the Bay Bridge?
3: Um. Honestly, I haven't even looked at it.
2: I think they should put the S-curve on it.
3: I, I th- yeah, you know, complete with the uh, the warning signs and, you know, the you know your speed flasher and everything.
2: And cars falling off the bridge. So. Yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Why not? I, you know, I got to say, you know, I had another question to ask you, but that's on the fast food tax thing. I think that the, the tax should be in there. I actually support a VAT on our, um, on our uh, food system. I think that uh, the more processed the food tax should be worked into that i shouldn't pay more for uh for a uh, potato than i do for french fries from McDonald's. okay so i don't know
2: your, your opinion honest. has been your opinion has been you're in in favor of more taxes it's you're an odd person you're not part of the norm
3: and, and when it comes to the food system uh in our agricultural system in the states here I, I am yeah
2: now why is that what's what do you got against potatoes what do you got against food
3: um, no, I love food. I don't like McDonald's. So, you know, I won't eat there, so it won't be a tax on me, but that's just my opinion. I don't think, I don't think it should cost us more to go buy a, a potato at the grocery store than it does to get some fries, you know, you know, basted in some oil for us at McDonald's or Burger King.
2: I love fries for McDonald's though. They're so good cooked in that jacuzzi grease. Mm, Mmm, yummy. So I, I hear what he's saying and I, there's some people in the Bay Area who are Big into the organics and big into food. And, and they, they, they we're kind of snobs in, in the Bay Area and, and think for the call. Um, if you go to any other part of the country, you'll see that not only is fast food normal, but it's a way of life. And it's not a good thing. If, of course, we can't really say that. But if you go to, like, Iowa, Cheesecake Factory is a nice restaurant in the city. A Cheesecake Factory is the nice restaurant in the city. Here we've got, like, Harris's House of Meat. Here we have, you know, Boulevard. Our nice restaurants are really, really upscale. But in some cities, it's TGIFs is the is the good food. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in there. Heidi's put on her headphones. We have to go to break. She knows this. The clock's ticking. Make it good. I'll
6: be fast. So just so you know, Josh actually had a real question too about um some company allocating his 401
2: K. Well, I'm angry so. at Josh. He's 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 pro taxed. Send him back to England. We hate Josh.
6: All right. Just don't answer his question when he calls back.
2: I won't answer his damn question. Go away, Josh. 800-345. And hopefully the Bay Bridge falls on you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. He did make a good point. It's cheaper to buy a a bag of fries from McDonald's than it is to buy a couple potatoes to make those fries at home. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black at your Monday, 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, I'm talking stocks, tech stocks.
1: If money grew on trees, he'd be the fertilizer. He's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
2: 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Totally digressing today. I'm not talking enough stocks and money and business for you. I know. Got to deliver to that expectation. Home sales today dipped 2.2% despite tax credits. My personal opinion is that housing is going to hit a double-dip recession. I think it's going to hurt us and and hurt our economic recovery. I don't think the stimulus plan of President Obama's uh, was effective. I think we need to look at how we spend our money as a nation. And before we spend a trillion dollars again, we need to think twice about it. Um, The housing market for all the good that Obama's tried to do, it's I don't think it's like pushing a string. I don't think the government can fix it. I think it has to fix itself. I think it it comes down to what are people willing to pay and what markets and when there's too much supply of inventory, i.e. company uh, houses being uh, foreclosed on REOs, uh, houses being short sold, houses being built, houses just people trying to get out, break even, people just moving on with their lives at times. Um, Housing's a problem and I I don't think it's – I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Uh, Originally in 2006, I said this was going to be a problem that at least goes to 2012, maybe 2015 – I still stand by 2012, 2015 until housing normalizes. And once it normalizes, I think you can get 4 to 5% growth out of home's value. Um, not more. In good years, yeah. In bad years, less. And uh, I expect anything more than that. You're smoking dope. Uh, you've got a concussion. There's something wrong with your brain because home prices ultimately need to track wage inflation and jobs. Let's go to Travis in San Jose. Travis. Hey, Rob. Hey, Travis, how are you?
5: Uh, not too bad about yourself.
2: Good. like the name Travis. It's a, a good, strong name.
5: Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I got a question on a uh, stock, kind of interesting one, that just uh, had a big, let's say, big bad day yesterday, Afimax. Um, oh. They just they went uh, public with their studies. Okay. And the reason why I'm calling you is it's kind of interesting. It's like their study said one part of it was great and one part of it was bad, so it tanked. So now I'm thinking, you know, should I buy some?
2: Sure. Let me give you a, a second opinion. Keep in mind, this is the area that I'm absolutely yeah. positively weakest at. <laughs> um, biotech is, it's just something that's tough to analyze because you're, you're not really looking at sometimes revenue. You're looking at, do they have the right scientist and are they deep enough in their, their clinical trials to get approval? Um, this is a company that's designing peptides to give red blood cells a pep talk. It's a biotech firm in Palo Alto. They're trying to get the possibility of drugs based upon the biological process regulators. It's a leading drug candidates called hematide. It's an e- earththro protein, earthy, I can't even say it. It's an EPO. That's for short. Designed to stimulate red blood cell production. Um, it's being investigated as a possible treatment for anemia caused by chronic renal failure and chemotherapy. So uh, they're hoping it could be cheaper and longer-lasting than the stimulants that currently are used for people on dialysis. Uh, they just received a $30 million milestone payment for the database uh, lock of the Phase three clinical trials. I'd say the, the news looks like it was ultimately kind of positive yesterday.
5: Yeah, but it went down 70% in about a half an hour to an hour.
2: <laughs> yeah, let me take a quick look and see if there's anyone saying anything negative on it. Um, yesterday it was downgraded to market weight from overweight over at Thomas Weisel. Um, it was also downgraded um, the day before in light of the imbalance of the CSEs and the hematide group and the hurdle for approval and the non-dialysis setting it represents. So it sounds like some of the data wasn't good, which would be yeah. obviously dram- dramatically bad. Another analyst downgraded it the day before, basically calls it a $9 stock. He did call it a $36 stock the day before ultimately results from the four trials, Emerald one, and Emerald two Pearl one and Pearl two trial primary uh, efficacy endpoint. The mean change in the hemoglobin from baseline was met by showing statistical criteria for non inferiority, but um, the differences in cardiovascular outcomes and transfusions and subgroup analysis put the approval in doubt. So it looks like the approval not going to happen, even though the data was ultimately pretty good. And I, I see why it got murder related yesterday. At one point in time, it was down 63 percent because the data that they're going to submit to the FDA is just not consistent enough for them to say, you know what, we feel comfortable putting this out there and letting people uh, uh, take it. So what's going to have to happen is the company Afimax is going to have to go back and um, they're going to have to go back and and, and retest it and uh, you know show that you know for this clinical group it's okay for the, you know maybe it's not for people who've had strokes, maybe it is for people who've had cancer, maybe it's not for people uh who are white maybe it is for people who have you know different blood cells like they're going to have to go back and really isolate what the problem is uh to try to get some sort of uh, approval
5: a little scary a little uh, scary to invest right now
2: yeah it absolutely is um this is the downside on on clinical trials is you're you're putting your hope that the data comes out good but not only that Travis you're putting your hope that the company knows how to take that data and show the FDA that that they've got what they think they have A lot of companies now outsource their clinical trials because they don't want to go to the FDA without, you know, having the best of the best uh, researchers, you know, verify that the data is good because the FDA clearly is going to try to trip you up in your data presentation to see and make sure that you tested everything in in the right environment, so to speak. But um, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. Again, biotech is not my area of of expertise. And let me pull up one more thing. And thanks for the call, Travis. Um, this is a company. I'm trying to pull up their revenue. They've got revenue, and they did get a big thirty million dollar payment. They are losing. See, here's the problem: is last year they lost seventy seven million dollars. They're losing money pretty fast. Uh, revenue of one hundred fourteen million, but they lost seventy seven million. So you can kind of see that they've only got one hundred twenty five million. You add that thirty million dollar payment in, that's one hundred fifty million. They only got cash to last two more years, Travis. That's why it's not getting a big value at this point in time because now they got to go back and get that, that drug out as fast as they can because they're burning cash. And in a situation like this, typically what you see is they downsize staff a little bit to try to cut the burn rate on their cash. I Again, I don't know enough about biotech to really come across as an authority. I'm giving you a second opinion. I'm fishing for a lot of the data, but it is what it is. And Thanks for the call. Let's talk a little bit. Yesterday, I saw something interesting happen. The Nook, Barnes and Noble's ebook reader, The Nook, uh, price got cut from $259 to $199. So, what did Amazon.com do? They cut the price of their Kindle book reader from $259 to $189. Pretty rapid response. Uh, it illustrates that Amazon's determined to maintain some sort of price leadership in the e reader category, consistent with Amazon's, uh, you know, Determine price leadership, you know, just their, their treatment of other merchandise categories. They're willing to undercut in order to get you to buy other stuff to ultimately make it work out. Amazon's Kindle hardware business is roughly break even. They're going to continue to experience very competitive pressures out there from other multipurpose devices like the iPad and the iPhone 4 and the coming Android advi- devices that are out there. The iPad, we just recently learned, uh, was stunning, it had a stunning debut. Um, sold over three million iPads in the first eighty days. To me, this Amazon Kindle, Barnes Noble Nook, is really a play on on Apple and and how dominant they are are coming to the ebook wars. So you know, Amazon reduced prices. It's the third and steepest price reduction ever on the Kindle since it was launched in 2009. If you're an investor in Amazon and part of your thesis was the Kindle, well, a lot of the profits are going out of it quickly. Amazon's reaching the minimum scale right now where they can pass along, you know, scale benefits to consumers, the minimum. Now, launch of Kindle 3 is close. So, you know, this could be a move that they're trying to, to clear Kindle 2 inventory, but it's also to competitive pressure because it happened one day after Barnes & Noble uh, cut the price on the nook. Don't forget, Sony's out there as well. You know, the new price point, can it accelerate mass adoption of the ebook? I don't know. I'm still on the fence on the ebook thing. Like, I just don't want it. I have enough gadgets. I've got enough things that I have to charge in my life. You know, my kitchen is a mess because I got two chargers in my kitchen. It's just, it, my life is just, it's, it, it, it's, I'm distraught right now with how many chargers that I have to have to keep all my devices plugged in. So, Apple, for the record, um, is a very interesting stock to watch right now. In large part because it's been such a big leader in the stock market for the last 18 months, uh, that when the stock market cools, there's two stocks that you want to be careful on. It's two of the strongest stocks could become ultimately the weakest stocks. Today, Apple's up five bucks, sitting at 275, not at its all time high, close to its all time high. But yesterday, on weakness, it was down stronger than the market. So the strength on the upside could equal strength on the downside. The other company that I'd be very careful with at this point in time, if you think that we're going into a double dip recession, um, if you think the economy is just not quite there, if it's not strong enough, and again, I'm not—that's not my port—that's not my purpose. I'm—I'm I'm seeing enough economic indicators that I feel comfortable with strength in the United States, not wildly happy, but comfortable. So the other company I'd be really careful on is Netflix. Again, the theory that the two strongest can become the two weakest. The two biggest winners can become the two biggest sources of, I'm not going to lose all my profits, or I better take a profit to offset my loss. So you got to kind of watch out on those two companies. To get your calls on the air, it's 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. You're listening to Rob Black and your money, 910 a.m. More stimulating talk